What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, always a lot to say with no shame. Been a while since I've been here. Friday, July 15, 2022. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. A lot going on in the sports world. Got my man Rich Hot Takes Letty coming through today. Touch up on some NBA free agency, a bunch of NBA trades, and a lot of stuff going on this NBA offseason that we got to touch on. Been watching a little bit of baseball. I haven't had Chu here much to talk about much baseball, but baseball is tough, man. I've been losing some bets on some baseball. Not much to bet on in sports right now with football and obviously the NBA, unless you want to bet on some summer league which ends already on Sunday, two days from now. So the summer league like is just up and running, then it's just done. So yeah, not much to bet on in sports right now besides baseball. And I think baseball is the toughest sport to bet on. So it's been a bit of a depressing run for me in the sports betting world. Uh, some depressing news on the front of our friendship, friend group, I should say, um, fantasy football group. I'm sure we'll touch on that before we start up the pod today. Shout out to Willie T and all those good fantasy football matchups we've had throughout the years. It's kind of weird when you lose somebody at such a young age when I've lost so many people in my life. And it's just never ending when people are being born and dying at a daily rate with this crazy stuff going on and all across the country and the world. And I just see stuff every day and it's very hard to come in here and talk about sports when I see people losing their homes and floods and fires and dying and COVID and it's very tragic to me. Uh, I tend to get on that side of the path and the positive vibe, everybody just moving on, living great and doing all that. I don't know, I tend to side with these people that are struggling and um, going through hard times and trying to get through that adversity is not easy. Um, Been battling that for a while now. After just celebrating my 28th birthday, which was a lot of fun, and shout out to my girlfriend for really making that special for me after not having a lot of fun on my birthdays, really, since losing my mom, and a lot of things changing for me in my life since then, obviously, has created a lot of anxiety for me, really, going forward, and not only um, what I'm doing, but with the podcast, and sports, and life, and it's just a lot, man. It's a lot for a lot of people, and I feel like just... In general, people just don't even want to talk about it. They just want to just do what they're doing and stay settled or run away from it or hide from it. And that's just not easy. And in reality, you can't even do that. So I think a lot of people are going to deal with these situations, um, whether they want to admit that or not. And to me, that's just something that keeps me sad on a daily basis, unfortunately. But we'll try and talk some sports today. Should be good. Rich should be fired up to talk some sports which is more of the not on the depressing side guy so that's why I bring him on the podcast we kind of keep it moving a little bit keep the keep the vibes up um much love to everybody that shows any support to the podcast appreciate all that love and support as always you can check us out here on my twitch stream it's underscore seggy underscore g where we got a live version up of the podcast also, go follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station where we get some posts up about what we're doing. As always, haven't been doing as many posts, haven't been doing as many podcasts, but I'm still here. Haven't quit yet and looking forward to potting today. Should be a good show. Enjoy it. Catch up with Rich here in a second. How you doing? Did you have a good birthday? Yeah, man. How about you? What uh, What was I doing? I was up in Martha's Vineyard for my birthday. Um, so Lisa's family. It was a good time. How about you? 
Yeah, it's pretty sad. You were like the only person that wasn't at my birthday bash from about 10 years ago. It seemed like Chew and Duke made it by. <clears throat> that wasn't at your birthday bash from 10 years ago? Well, remember like the remember like the one and only time that maybe you've been to my house a couple times, but do you remember like the one time you came to my house for like I think it was like yeah, a birthday it was party. Chew and Duke and I, yeah, I think it was your birthday. Yeah, and like and my family was here outside. and like my neighbors, it pretty much was we that. We were hitting the bong out, out front on like the chairs. Playing, we were playing some game, I think. Outside. Yeah, with the ping pong table out on the side too. Yeah. Oh, we were playing beer pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. Oh, so you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, shit. Was that 10 years ago? No. I feel like that was some point in college. I don't know what, what year that was, but that had to be some point in college, like 2014, maybe, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it probably wasn't 10 years ago, but it's funny Close, to say. Close, though. I mean, that's eight years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, time's zipping on by, bro. You feeling older? Um, ah, I, feel, I feel good. He goes, I feel good. Does it feel any different? Feeling uh, good. Love to hear it. <laughs> um, some, some wild shit going on in, as always, NBA and, like, the dog days with still shit going down. Oh my god, yeah, dude, the NBA has been wild. Um, yeah, we'll touch on a bunch of the NBA. I had five things I need to catch up on, but before I uh, before I start, I just got to shout out Willie T, man. Um, yeah. Uh, just crazy, dude, because I used to battle him in fantasy, and he'd like text me on the side, and I don't know, it's doesn't, it's just very weird and strange to me. Um, you know, the whole aspect of how I saw, like, what, Trump's, uh, what, ex-wife or something died yesterday? And, like, just, like, uh, all over that. the news, bro. And I think that's just the shit that, that, like, messes me up, dude. It's just, like, who the fuck cares? Like, all right, I get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, like, somebody passed away that's famous. Like, whatever. Like, my buddy just passed away the other day, and it's just, like, I don't know. It's just annoying to me. It's just kind of how I been feeling about a lot of this stuff i've been seeing even sports related too where it's like you know now all of a sudden they were talking a little bit more about bg just because like her trial was happening but like nobody was talking about it uh like i was trying to talk about it and all i wanted to say about that is i needed to give you props on this because i just been hearing a bunch of people now saying what you said definitely on this podcast i know for a fact which was if this was a male nba player bro this would not be happening this would not be happening. I hear so many people saying that now, and I'm like, dude, my friend Rich said this three months ago. And it's just shit like that that just gets me so mad. It's like people that are watching all this, like, fucking, it's just not even good information, it seems like, bro. Like, I don't know. And then it just brings me all back to, you know, like, where we could talk about good and happy things and all this great stuff. There's just so many bad things, dude. Like, never mind us losing a friend or if, trying to fill a fantasy football spot and that's not even the that's not even the the gist of the thing but it's just very strange you know you don't think about it like that it's like what the fuck it's just like so weird to me and it's just like yeah i don't know and i just feel bad for like mike and you know their friend group because obviously they're way close that's just like strange bro like i could not imagine and maybe i'm maybe it's just the way i am dude because i just do feel like i'm different but like if i lost one of you guys as a friend that'd be terrible bro i did like a young age like that that would just be tough bro and it's just very you know as much as i wasn't as close to willie t like that it still hits home where it's like damn bro what the fuck you know and 
I see yeah. all this stuff every no, day. He was, a, he was just a great, great dude. Like it hurt. It sucks no matter what when you lose someone you know. But it's uh, it's even worse when you're like looking at a group of you know like fantasy football league for example. Like I think we're all good dudes. But if you were gonna ask me, not that I knew him that well, like yo, who's like maybe the nicest dude in this group in your fantasy football league? It'd probably be like maybe Willie D. I don't know. <laughs> and like he, he's just a nice ass. He was just a nice ass dude. He's a good guy. So that's why that's why it sucks. Like I don't think anyone that would have met him would have been like. Ah, uh, nah, he was kind of a dick. It's like, nah, not really. He's just always a nice dude in a good mood. Yeah, he definitely was, dude. He was a great dude. He really was. He uh, he was definitely not a sore loser because I beat him a f- few times, like very like like point one, point two, and it was. Just, we've had some pretty epic fantasy showdowns, so I'm definitely a little bummed that we won't be able to have those anymore but i'm grateful for the ones we had for sure just like everything else that yeah when things like that happen like you say man you just got to be grateful for what you got to do and that's all you can it's all you can really do honestly unfortunately um hopefully i'll get to go and figure out when the you know services are or whatnot but yeah it's just a tough very tough uh start to the week honestly with everything kind of going on in sports too you know the open and obviously like you said nba free agency chewy pumped up with the baseball about to be all-star break you know it's a lot a lot going on football i think it's less than 90 days now um so should be dope oh i lost rich he's back now my bad you're good all right well let me start with these five things that I have for you, and then we'll just pretty much touch on NBA all the way on the way out. Um, yep. I'm hoping you saw at least some of this stuff I'm about to bring up. Number one, bro. Oh, my God. If it's so, football, I got you. This is just crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on some of the football. I need to start with this first. Um, did you see USC and UCLA? They're, they're leaving the Pac-12. I think they're heading to the Big Ten. Um, I've talked about this on my podcast, bro. I've been seeing all these, this is another thing that I just, when I see people that with these famous platforms talking about stuff that I was talking about months back, like I was telling you about your, your, your take, it just, I'm just like, dude, what the the college football? Let me just tell you right now, Rich, I'm just going to read it again. And anyone listens to this podcast, college football is turning into the NFL. College football is turning into the NFL. And, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. You What do you add? The AFC and the NFC, it's two big conferences. That's what the college football is going to be, dude. Right? The reason why I was so upset about Coastal not getting in or not even having a chance to get in to play for a national championship, because they ain't going to get in one of these mega conferences. These mega conferences. And by the way, I heard Nick Saban talk about how they're losing competitive balance because of this in the NIL, in like another stupid-ass podcast interview that Nick Saban's doing. I'm thinking to myself... Is this dude fucking for real? He's literally won. I think it's eight out of the last 11 national championships. He's been to probably nine. Lost one last year. Um, You know, every single year. When he's talking about competitive balance, I, I have their schedule on my screenshot. I don't even need... Competitive balance when they're playing UT Prey and they're playing U Mullane and all these bum schools at home when you're Alabama is a fucking joke to me, dude. So don't talk about competitive balance. You've been scamming this whole fucking thing for... His whole time in the in the college football. He's mad because now it's turning into the NFL where there is more competitive balance and you might see some different teams in the Final Four. Probably they'll expand it. So Bama will be there every year. The point is, is college football, dude, 
has literally changed so much since I started this podcast. And I hear all these people that are big college football fans and that follow the, talking about it all more. And it's like a big deal. And it's like, bro, this shit, this has been the problem with, with college sports because they've been paying players, but it hasn't been legal. And now all of a sudden it is legal. Look at some of these contracts, dude. And my last thing I have to say before I let you respond is it's all about timing, dude. Life is all about timing. It If you were in high school right now, dude, if you were in high school right now, I'd be telling you that you need to do everything in your power to try and monetize if you were into sports still. Deadass. Anybody that is in youth sports right now should be absolutely trying to get to a point where you can monetize off some of these deals because some of these deals are $9 million a year at 17 years old, $9 million. And it is fucking tough out here. So I don't care what anyone says. If you're getting $9 million at 17, you're going to be a lot more set than I am currently right now at 28 years old. It is incredible to me, some of these deals that they're getting in sports. And that's why when Rich, or I'm sorry, when Duke says to me all the time, oh, sports, are they going to die? Never, dude, because there's way too much, not only gambling money in it, but money in sports, even with inflation, I'll be paying to go to NBA games. It's crazy to me. It's fucking crazy to me, dude. A lot of money in sports, and you're seeing it right now in college football at its finest, and I think it's changing just like everything else right in front of your very eyes. I don't know how much you're keeping up with this, but don't worry, bro. There's going to be two big conferences. It's going to be the Big 25 pretty soon, and then the SEC, and then those are going to be the schools going at it for what probably will be the expanded playoff, and that's going to be college football going forward, and that's, that's where I'm at with it. And it's changed college basketball as well, too. You got people transferring all over the joint. And I, I'm yeah. for it. It's, you know, it's NBA free agency in college basketball, which is whatever. It's kind of cool. It's tough to keep up with, but that's what it is now. So people that want to come in here yeah. and talk about this old head bullshit, no, dude, this is what it is. And if you're in youth sports right now and you still want to be in sports, you're going to have an opportunity to do something like that rather than when we were there. It was go to college and you get, what, free school? It's fucking crazy to me how much things have changed just like that. It's all about timing. You get where I'm coming from with any of this? Crazy yeah, to me. No, completely. My, uh, my only take on this is you, everyone, like all of us, just have to be willing to change with the times as something we follow is changing. And, like, the thing that blows my mind for people who get, like, real up in arms about this is, like, I get wanting the sport you've watched forever, especially, like, traditional sports like baseball football like the two that have been around forever like even basketball or stuff like i get not wanting the rules to change like change the sport change how players move around teams like i get that but at the end of the day if you're actually a fan of college football of college basketball nba nfl you should want the players the people that are putting the product out there for you to get money so like here's maybe slightly different comparison, but like Damian Lillard just got like sixty one million dollars a year. I yeah. see everyone on the internet like yeah. that's fucking insane. That's ridiculous. Well, guess what? If they only gave him forty million dollars a year, that's twenty more million dollars in the owner's pocket, who's making kajillion times that amount. Yeah. Like it looks crazy to us, but like if you are a fan of the sport and you want your sport to grow the people that are putting the product out there should be getting a larger sum of the money than the people sitting and just with their arms crossed, writing checks, running the team. Like they, we want them getting a larger chunk of the money because they're the actual product. That's Glad you brought that up. Here, here's number two. Glad you brought that up. Good transition. It, it goes into the, into the golf a little bit, but I'll even bring it back into the NBA and some of these contracts I'm seeing. Devin Booker, $250 million, $50 million a year. Like you're talking about Damian Lillard, two years, $60 million a year this dude's making. I'm looking at some of these contracts, 
And I get why some of these people are like, these old heads, some of these people are like, oh my God. It's like I was in the gas station yesterday, and this wasn't even sports related. This dude was reading the paper to some other guy in line in the gas station and was talking about, he's like, this guy's been going to court for blah, 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 like this many years. Like, can you imagine how much money that costs? And can you think about like how many other people have been doing that and how much money that is? Where could all that money go? I'm, I'm literally standing in line behind this dude, and I'm just like, I literally said to this guy, I swear I said this, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's why you're mad you're not a lawyer and yelling about it in a Haddam gas station right now. Like, lawyers make way more money than the average person standing around right now. So that just is what it is. So maybe you should have been a lawyer. It's the same thing with sports, dude. I see Charles Barkley and Shaq and these guys talking about it where these contracts now, and they're like, oh, man, why couldn't I have been born then? And why? It's the same thing I'm talking about. They, they're feeling the same way I'm saying. The point is, right now in sports, bro, that's the money they're getting. And it's just fucking crazy yeah. to me. It's because of this gambling. $10 billion in New York in one month. It's because of all this money that's fluctuated through sport. It's There's so much money in it. These owners, are, like you said, are making so much money. They can afford to dish out $250 million contracts to one or two guys on their I team. It it's ridiculous, but it is what it is when you're charging courtside seats a night talking five, ten grand. I mean, think about how much money they're making just off tickets alone, it, never mind anything else they're doing, and they're playing all these games. It's just, it's 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 gone to a point where this I, is what I it is. In sports, it. that's just what it is, man. It's, it's just like if you're a lawyer, doctor, head doctor nowadays, you're going to be getting paid more than the average folk. And obviously, it's it's a lower I, percentage of people than you think playing professional sports. But I fully get wishing you grew up in a different era to get more money. Like, sure, if if college if student loans are ever forgiven, there are going to be people that are seventy that are like, man, fuck, wish that happened for me. But the important part is not to be resentful of it, just because people after you are getting what you should have gotten the whole time. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, fuck, wish I was born twenty years later. That's a hell of a payday. I do think there's something wrong with being like, well, we had to do it this way. Like, this isn't how it should be done. Like, fuck you, man. Shit changes. Like, and this is what I heard the other day. I think it's it was either Zach Lowe, Ryan Russell, someone's podcast. I guess 51% of the total NBA revenue has to go to the players. So that basically means 49% is going to, like, the owners, the teams. There are a shitload of players. So, like, anyone who's on here, like, oh, my God, that is that's so much. Like, what? Dude. Max players should have been getting like 20 million, not 60. Like really you need the owner to be $40 million richer. That's what you need. Like the money's there either way. It's not like if they don't give it to them, it's just like, Oh, okay. Let's keep everything low. Yeah, dude. But taking all the money, you can break it down. You can break it down to, you know, we'll talk about it in the hoops, all the contracts that have been going down. But even like a guy like Jalen Brunson, like was it, was a guy like Jalen Brunson's caliber NBA player getting $25 million a year 10 years ago even? No. Was oh, a guy like Kadavius Paulwell Pope getting $15 million a year five years ago? No. Like, oh, it's changed on. that hold much on. just recently, dog. What? This is going to keep happening, though. This is going to keep happening every single year. Like, the NBA um, fucking cap is just going to keep going up and up because the more money the league generates, the more money it has to pay the players because that's how, like, the collective bargaining agreement works so like as long as the nba is successful every single year bleach report and espn are going to be like shocked emoji face yes this dude. player just earned the biggest contract in history Jokic Jokic extension Dave yes Con- it's going to just keep happening dude i think year. that's where you're like, misunderstanding my point go ahead more, no i know i one more thing just like 
I just think it's so dumb. Like, I see the posts of, like, the top five highest-paid teams ever are this year's Warriors, this year's Clippers, this year's Lakers, last year's Warriors. Like, no shit, because the fucking cap keeps going up. The 1990 Bulls could not have paid that much money. Yes, listen, bro, I understand that. I am saying, listen, I am saying that a guy like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, some of these all-time players (laughs) would have made similar contract money clearly with their with their type of play they were able to perform at. So sure, it's just sure. crazy. They all have a max. I'm saying these guys that got drafted now, Paolo, Chet, these guys that were watching in Summer League, they're going to get max contract money regardless of what, obviously whether they're super elite or not. It seems like it if they're oh, able yeah. to be at least somewhat of a consistent NBA talent where, okay, we're going to pay you. Like, they're going to get way more than you would have gotten, obviously. And they might not even be at the same level as these guys that were. Is, Jordan, is basically what I think Michael they're Jordan. they're arguing about. Michael Jordan, just on NBA contract money, made $94 million in his career. Jalen Brunson is going to make more in three and a half years than Michael Jordan yeah, it's made ridiculous. his entire career. That's ridiculous. Now, but it's, it's also just because the cap keeps going up. The most similar, I was actually looking because I was curious, the most similar contract for a point guard specifically that's been signed to Jalen Brunson's in like semi-recent years was Mike Conley. And I was believe it was back in 2016 or 2017 when the Grizzlies made him, gave him the highest contract ever because he was up, he got his max or whatever. I think he's on like the last year or two of that right now. But like Jalen Brunson and Mike Conley have the same contract right now. When you put it like that, I'm like, I've always loved Mike Conley. Jalen Brunson's a better player than Mike Conley right now. He'd be, he's the better player for that contract. So, like, it's not as egregious when I put it that way, but it is, cra- it is crazy when you put it in the context of, like, the 90s and 80s players where it's, like, fucking Paolo Benchero by the time he gets his first real contract in, like, four years is already going to have made more than probably, like, Magic Johnson did. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also – I'll go number three. I got a couple more, and then we'll get NBA. It's also why I think you're seeing this with the, some of the golfers, as much as you're not in tune with this, even though the golfers on the Live Tour, by the way, are playing in the Open this week, which is a major, and they're allowed to play in it because the PGA Tour doesn't run it. few things I just need to touch up on here. Maybe for you as well, you'd be a little bit more informed on it. The PGA Tour, dude, is like an organizer with a group of organizers that organizes these events. Like It's not, it's not like they're like the league. It's not like they're the commissioner of the the golf, if that makes sense. There's a there's a bunch of organizers of golf tournaments, and bunch of other leagues. The PGA Tour is not the only golf league, and neither is the newly founded Live Series by Greg Norman. The issue has yep. been the way the Live Series has been promoted, not only by Live, and then how the PGA Tour has reacted to it. In general, not only the players on... And the whole thing to me is stupid, dude. How you got some of these these guys like Rory McIlroy and PG and Tiger saying how they're super loyal to the tour, bro. And they don't play in every PGA Tour event. Tiger, and when he was in his prime, when I was young and watching the greatest golfer ever, there was 40-something events going on. You know how many Tiger was playing in? Less than 10. He was on average playing 8. So... I don't want to hear you're loyal to the PGA Tour. These guys that are on the PGA Tour that already know you're playing too many events and not going to play in events where there's not max money. The, the point I'm trying to make here, man, 
and you basically said it in one of your other responses to my other take that I had to get into it. These, and I've said this year before the PGA tour now is coming up with this money out of the closet to pay uh, for these eight other events, whatever. Like they're going to increase the purses in some of these events to try and get some of these guys to not go to the other series. Cause they're, they're making way more money. And it's yep. at the end of the day. That's all this is about. And people that want to come in here and talk about all these, whatever it's, it's all extra to me, dude. Like if, for a guy like Tiger Woods and Rory, I don't think they really need to worry about an extra like hundred million dollars when they've already pr- basically made that. Even though their PGA Tour earnings are in comparison to like uh, Michael Jordan, you're talking about when it comes to some of these guys now that win on tour uh, I don't that are know, getting bigger. Pr- I don't know purses. a lot about golf, but I I would venture to guess a guy with a stature a stature of Tiger Woods has almost nothing to gain and everything to lose by like going to the limp league. It's like, he's associated with the PGA. He's had the best, probably what's the best years of his career in the PGA. Yes, I I agree. He's lucky to be be even playing in this event. I mean, he missed a cut. He shot plus nine. I saw him miss a birdie plot. And that's not even close. The leader is at plus eight or or nine now, maybe seven. I don't know. But uh, Dustin Johnson's up there. Like, yeah, dude, I watch golf for golfers. I'm rooting Everyone's like, oh, what's it's going to be the worst thing if a live golfer wins the U.S. Open. No, it's not, dude. No, it's not. Like, if Dustin Johnson wins the U.S. Open, I'll be super happy about that. And I want to hear anything so about because he's on the live series that it's going to tarnish the, the – oh. but this is the problem, dude. The live golfers are saying – the U.S. Open not run by the PGA? Correct. The U.S. Open is run by, like, the okay, USGA. There's, there's other organizers oh, that okay. run so these events and like the majors, like the masters, dude, masters runs everything. Like the PGA tour does nothing like, uh, the, these other, these other major tournaments, it's USGA or it's PGA, like the PGA of America. Like there's this whole big split off yep. anyways. Like the PGA tour is just an organizer, dude. And they're out here. Mm-hmm. Jay Monahan, the commissioner of it. Like they're like, it's just crazy to me how you're making these statements about this other league. He ain't saying that about these other tours that these guys off playoff in all the time. It's only because of how it's backed up with the saw. That's what I'm talking about, dude. It's like I said, that's, I don't think people really worry about where their money's coming from at all angles. And if you do, then you should probably look into it a little bit more seriously than like, I don't know. Like it just seems, seems like, a lot of these places, not just sports related is my point where it's like, you know, you think these big corporations, I saw the PGA tour has like sponsors with like Saudi Arabia too. It's like, what? Like, I don't know. It's just the whole thing to me is, is trying to like put a, a tarnish on these guys for wanting to, you know, make more money playing golf, like whatever. Like it's, it's exactly what we're talking about on the other. And I don't know. I think it's, it's gotten to a point where the, it makes the PGA tour look bad to me. Um, and some of these guys, even like Tiger, I'm like the biggest Tiger fan. I saw his comments on it where it's like, yeah, I respect his opinion on it, but it's like, why does it even matter, dude? Like you could just say that you're not going like that. You, they got guys over there. You respect what they're doing. That's it. I mean, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I disagree with it. It's all this stuff. It's like, all right, man, like the PGA tour doesn't need to like, it just sets it up where then when they all come together like they are this week, there's like problems. Like the live golfers are like, oh, why are we getting these bad tee times and we can't get any media coverage now? Like that, the PGA Tour is like jabbing them or whoever's doing it. I mean, I don't know. I guess the people, I have no idea. 
The problem is they might not be able to play in majors going forward. The only reason they're doing it this year is because they they're do the only reason they're allowing it this year is because they just started the league this year. So they're saying that these rules weren't in place, so they're not just gonna not allow them to play. But after this year goes through, they can decide and be like, yeah, no, fuck these guys. They're not allowed to. And I I would be stunned if they did that. But I guess that's still on the table. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to lead in the NBA. I got a few more uh, thoughts. A couple of this one is definitely NBA related. So I should try and save this for last. I'm trying to think of the last one I had for you before that. So now I'm trying to scramble around. Let me see if I can find my okay. note here. Alright, I'm going to do the NBA empower, player empowerment trades and all that last. I'm just going to touch on this real quick. Because there's really not much There's really not much right now unless you're watching the U.S. Open. Like I like golf. I'm obviously a golfer, so that's something I'm into. I watch majors. I watch golf tournaments, whatever. Um, besides baseball, dude. Um, I don't know how you are, how, how in tune have you been with the baseball. I mean, I watched some highlights and then, honestly, bro, like... I'm I'm not betting on the summer league. Like I threw in a couple, like a like oh Thunder to win the summer league, but I'm not betting on like nightly summer league games. If that makes sense, like to me, there's nothing to bet on right now. No NFL, no, you know, like what am I? I'm not betting on Formula One and cricket. Like what the fuck? Like I'm gonna NHL is over. Like the only sport you can be bet on is baseball. So I haven't been betting much, dude. I'm like what the fuck? I threw in a couple bets this week because I haven't been betting much, and obviously I'm betting on baseball. Dude, betting on baseball, it's actually, it's actually fucking annoying to me, dude. Like, I, no, I'm serious. Like, I, I literally will bet on the Mets and they'll lose, like, to the Marlins, and then like, they'll I won't bet for like five days and they win five straight games. Yep. The Yankees, the Yankees losing to the Reds. Like, I'm like, uh, like this is the thing with, dude. I'm just like, what? I'm like. How, That's why baseball's tough. It's I just so dumb to me. Well, well, I'm trying to. I just need to ask you real quick. Like if if the the worst team in the league last year, who was it? Was it the Magic? Yeah, it was the Magic, right? Um, Magic? Or, Magic, where were we at? Yeah. Magic, worst record in the league, yep. uh, best record in the league. Sun, uh, War, Suns, Bucks, best record. Suns, right? Suns. If the Suns played the Magic four games in a row, four games in a row. So just like a normal, yeah. let's start up a series, like in the playoffs, we're gonna play four games. You saw the Nets get sweeped by the Celtics. Do you think the Suns? even in a regular season, would beat the Magic four games in a row, you think the Magic could get one? Because I'm convinced that... I'm convinced the Suns would win four in a row. I'm convinced. Yeah. I'm convinced. But and in baseball, Thursday. that is just not how it happens. And it's just a, sure, it's just wild to me, bro. I could have bet yesterday on a Kansas, Kansas City Royals money line of plus 310, the safest bet of the day. The safest bet of the day. I, I was watching most of the games yesterday. The Yankees could not beat the Reds. Right, uh, the Dodgers are a good bet. The Mets are a good bet. They took care of the Cubs. It's like the money. I'm looking for plus money though, bro. I ain't looking to bet and have like minus uh, six hundred odds on my five dollar bet. Like what? That I'm winning seven, not even seven dollars. It's like what? Like I'm not doing that. So it's like to me, it's the toughest sport to bet. It's the wildest sport to bet. I had a parlay the other day. Right, I had a parlay the other day. Seattle Mariners. Minus one and a half. They're up six one in the ninth inning. They win the game six four. I'm like, okay, checked it, but I'm like, 
how did that even happen? I'm like, oh, I'm for sure got this one. They gave up like four runs in the last inning. I got the Mets plus 1.5. They end up winning the game outright. Last game, last leg of the parlay. It was like five to win 40. I'm like, oh, good way to start the day. Like, uh, whatever, throwing in a bet for Willie T. Literally, bro, listen to this. Brewers Twins. This is my problem. I'm betting on fucking Brewers Twins. It's like literally betting on Magic fucking Thunder games. But this is the thing. I had I had Brewers. Like it's like the Twins, dog. Check out the Twin. But then you go check out the Twins. They got Carlos Correa. It's like what? It's like whatever. Moral of the story is the Brewers. I had them minus 1.5 or plus 1.5. Game whole game 0-0-1-1. Eighth inning comes around. Twins have second and third, one out, didn't score. Heading to the ninth. I'm checking my cash out, 2750. The other two hit. I'm like, oh word. I'm like, I'm like, damn. I'm like, what's the worst that's gonna happen though? This goes to the ninth inning. They win on a walk-off, uh, or the other team wins on a walk-off and gets just one run. Like they're not gonna hit a two-run walk-off wow. home run. Like, I'm gonna cover my 1.5. Guess what happens, Rich? Guess what fucking happened, Rich? Dude hits his first career walk-off home run ever, three-run shot. Took out my bet. I literally was sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, you gotta be fucking. I was literally so fucking mad. I I just fucking can't stand it, bro. And there's nothing else to bet on but baseball. And it's literally just, it's just fucking insanity to me. These people that do that shit every day, fucking, you're sick. You're literally fucking sick. Yeah. Um, I haven't put in a single bet since I guess game seven of the playoffs. Um, probably do some futures for the NBA, some futures for the NFL soon. Haven't done it. Been doing a shitload of those best ball drafts that I did last year before the NBA season. Like a shitload of them, yeah. over 50 of them for sure. Um, going back to the one, only thing I have to say for what you said here is like the reason I don't like betting on baseball. Like I'll do it if I know I'm going to watch like a few innings of a Red Sox game, but I'll basically only do it on the Red Sox. And I'll bet the Red Sox to win no matter what. But there's such high variance in it. Because in basketball, you get to put the ball in LeBron James, in Giannis, in Luka's hand. You get to put the ball in your best player's hand. In baseball, it's like, there you go, Mike Trout. You get the same amount of at-bats as the fucking worst guy on the yep, team. And if, Let's yeah. see what we could do. It's just a high level of variance. Like, you can so – yeah, exactly. Like, if you do a three-game series in baseball of the worst team in the league versus the best team in the league – I'd venture to guess most times that's being split 2-1 and the bad team's getting one of those games. Yeah. In basketball, you're absolutely right. Magic Suns, Suns are walking away 4-0 most times out of that. Magic are getting one. I think it's the same so thing like, in the yeah, NFL. Like uh, like the Texans, they play the fucking the Rams four games in a row. Like four Sundays in a row. Like you think the Texans would beat the Rams if they played them four Sundays in a row. I do not believe that. I do not believe that. I do not believe Maybe. I mean, maybe, oh, but I just do not think did. so. The, Jag- the Jaguars last year beating the Colts. Not that the Colts were a powerhouse, but when the Colts needed it in the last week and the fucking Jaguars were playing for nothing, yeah, you see some crazy shit. Yes, I understand the any guineas given Sunday argument. That's definitely yeah. true. That's, I, yeah, but still. All right, my last thing before we go straight NBA is uh, a couple of things I wanted to bring up that I heard Adam Silver talking about this week. One of them was like player empowerment, basically calling out Kevin Durant for demanding a trade, which we haven't even been on the podcast since Kevin Durant uh, demanded a trade. Um, I haven't at least. I think, I don't he, think, you I have. think he's playing in Brooklyn next year. Um, Kyrie too. That would have been my take as well, um, even when it went down. I'm glad we kind of let a little time go in between because um, now it's kind of seeming like it's going to play out that way, but who knows? Um, 
my point here though is this is this is kind of my gripe on Kevin Durant though. Like I can get him wanting to Kyrie not there. Like, okay. Like but if Kyrie said he wants to be there, now you're demanding a trade like literally a couple days later. It was like right around our birthday. It was like very similar. He still wants to play with Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that, dude. And No, it won't happen. It's just to to me, the whole thing with KD has gotten is gotten to a point where he's put this on himself, dude. This this is this is put on himself, to be honest. Like I'm looking at the way he's interacting with people on Twitter. I'm looking at the way he's um, responding to some of the criticism he's getting, which in my opinion is warranted when you're making these type of moves. And for so, me, I'm just looking at how Adam Silver responded to this, and I'm looking at there's a few other things I needed to, to mention, and then I'll let you go. Then potentially changing the age to get into the NBA from 19 to 18. Not sure if you saw that. And also them instituting a couple new rules. Um, one of them getting rid of uh, the take file, basically, which I think is one of the dumbest things. And there'd be like, a, I don't know what the, exactly what they're doing. A couple other rules that they're trying to fix. Obviously, wait, them, wait, 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 them, wait, wait, wait. You think getting rid of it's dumb, or you thought the take files were dumb? I thought the take files were dumb. I think we need, oh, I need, okay. we need some type of precedent precedence to get rid of those take files. I think it needs to be more than what they're calling for because I think that you're going to still have take files if it's just a free throw and get the ball back. I, it's got to be so, you got to be you got to be like a tech or something. You got to have something. It's got to be something a little no, more. No, that'll that'll stop it. I think because right now it's just foul shots and they were going to get them anyway. And it's like, hey, maybe they'll miss one. But now you're giving them the one point and the ball back. I don't think dudes are going to be doing take fouls like that. I'm glad. I think everyone in the world is. Uh, that's why I was confused. But we are on the same page. I thought you were saying you were against it. I was like. Give me more dunks in transition. I don't want to see that's being stopped at half court. Yeah, so no, I absolutely like not. Uh, I think that's one of the worst things that the NBA had going on, at, besides the, yeah. the the James Harden issue with in you know, the Trey Young uh, issue, which I think they fixed that. We did that out of the game pretty well, honestly. I mean, it used to, we yeah, talked about yeah. it going back into last year, and you know, it changed a little bit. I think it changed um, good. Where you know, look to me, we're back where you know the jump shooter deserves his space, but we're not you know, giving these guys flopping calls and any of this BS. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we're on the same page with that, I think the more interesting thing then to me is them changing the age from 19 to 18 to get into the NBA. Um, I guess with these guys getting $9 million contracts in college a year, it don't really matter if you're letting them go in. Uh, that to me, in my opinion, is just too young where you're going to have maybe what? one or two guys in the next 10 20 years that comes into the league and is ready to like play heavy minutes bro some of these guys that are drafted high can't even get on the court for the first couple years anyways now you want to let them come in with no straight out of high school like you want a dude coming straight out of a high school gym and trying to get minutes on an NBA court, like it's not going to happen unless you're LeBron James or, or Col- like, like you know what I'm saying. Thing. There's like three dudes that have done it. Like let's just be real here. So I think that's just a dumb move. I think it's a dumb move. I think it's a dumb move for the league. Like why do you want these young dudes in the league when you got a lot of young good talent in the league that are coming out with this rule that you have currently set in place? That in my opinion, you got some of these guys now that are going for this one year, finding out they can make whatever million and they're like wow i'll just stick around college for a couple and maybe go up higher in the draft maybe you know get better coach than the g league and and okay, hold on, hold on. Right? there there are 
it was worse back. The reason they changed it is because there are too many guys coming from high school, never went to college, not working out in the NBA. You're in the league, you're out. There were a good amount of guys that worked for more than like two or three, like LeBron, Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, J.R. Smith, Amari Stoudemire, Richard Lewis. Like there's a bunch of guys, Kobe. Um, but I think the reason it's better now or it's more okay now is because it used to be there were like a few D-League teams or whatever they called it. And now we have the G-League and there's, I think every single team has their own G-League team. If not, it's like 20, almost every single team, like 24, 26, something like that. So there's like a whole other league for these guys to develop in. So I think if you can get draft, like it's kind of like what we've talked about with like the other stuff. Like, yeah, college guys are getting paid. So maybe it changes that a little bit now. You could just go to college if you're that nice and get some money. But I don't know. If you're good enough to play professional or the – sub-professional league and develop i think that should be your choice yeah no i i think yeah but how many guys are gonna be like how many guys are getting drafted straight out of high school is my point i I agree that you should be allowed to if kobe was drafted today he probably does like a few months in like the g league or something like that like that's what a lot of what a lot of those guys would happen we have the ability to do that now so i think it's more okay it's not like ooh, you got to be a top 10 player on your team's roster if you want any playing time. It's like, well, now nah, you can go to the G League and be like the guy there. We could see you develop. Then we pull you up for the game, give you 10 minutes, see how you do. So, like, there's, it's just a little more lenient now, I think. I'm not saying this is like there will be issues. There will be plenty of guys who miss out on having a college career and don't even have an NBA career because they weren't good enough and they tried, and it'll go poorly for some guys. Yeah. I just kind of think like that's that's the business of this stuff. It'll be other guys it goes really well for where they made the right move. So I think the NBA is giving players more of a chance to succeed since they have so many G League teams now, and it's more opportunities for these guys to play, even if it's not in the NBA. Yeah. All right, then my last thing, and 20, then we'll go again. The NBA has 29 G League teams. Wow, only one team doesn't have a G League team. I don't know who that is, but that's hilarious. <laughs> Try and figure it out. All right, so then my I'm last right my now. last question in the or my last or your last response to my last point in uh my last topic which is the player empowerment thing. I don't know if you saw Adam Silver's quote, but this I was talking about this I think with you last pod or my solo pod where it's like the reason why I don't have a problem with anything LeBron James has ever done is cuz he's always honored his contract. And I hate people that be like, "Oh, look, dude, like, well, look, he went here." It's like, "Bro, he he never demanded a trade. He never dishonored his contract he always honored his contract and it's my thing that i was giving you problems with with james harden where it's like bro like like you're under contract you're coming in you're just quitting on teams and shit like to me that's why that's why like with kevin durant when he left okc it was shocking to me but he'd still honored his contract you know he didn't demand a trade you know, it's tough for me to be like, oh, man, fuck you. Like, he honored his contract. Um, similarly, right, with the Golden State Warriors, right? Was he under contract for one more year or was he honoring? I think it was just a two-year deal. Uh, his contract was up. They did a sign-in trade. They got D'Lo back for him in a piece or two. They just sent him to the Nets. D'Lo went to the Warriors. Yeah. So that was, he honored his contract. So, yeah, not, you know, for me, like I said, and it was he made the decision to want to leave the Warriors, but he could have now – Stayed with the Warriors. Now I'm hearing all these rumors. Oh, he might go back to the Warriors. If he goes back to the Warriors, man, that's that's crushing for not only the league, but for Kevin Durant. And I told you heading into these playoffs, I said to you, talking about when we were going, you know, looking at topics, whatever, 
all these hot t- whatever. I said, yo, Kevin Durant's legacy, especially after the way he got swept and then the Warriors win the championship. I said to you when that went down towards the end, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here it's building up again. Get- now look how it is. He responded on Twitter. Oh, he's going back to the Warriors. He's demanding trade. I'm like, dude, this dude is killing himself, dog. Because, like, for me, you don't sign a four-year – you don't have four years left on your deal come out demanding a trade when your boy opted back into his deal. You at least play one more year and, like, try and do a little bit of your contract, try and do a little bit on your own rather than rush back to a team that just won a championship. Bro, if he went to the Warriors, that would be – that'd be – I would literally, I'd almost be pissed off as an NBA fan, honestly. Yeah. I literally would. That'd be bad for the fucking league, and I'd be pissed off as an NBA fan, straight up. I got a few things here. So, that wouldn't be good, because obviously anything that happens, whatever team trades for Kevin Durant, if he gets traded for, he's going to have to okay it. No team is, I don't think, is trading for Kevin Durant if he doesn't want to be there, or else he's going to be in the same situation and be like, get me the fuck out of here. So, any team that's trading for him, he did okay. That being said, he'd probably get off a little easier this time. I'd be pissed. People would be pissed just because he's not technically picking to go there. He's like, trade me, and he can be like, they're the ones that traded for me. That's all aside. I don't think he goes to the Warriors. I'm with you on most of what you said. I'd be pretty pissed. It would suck. They'd be the clear favorite again. They just won the championship. I didn't think they were the best team in the league. Truthfully, I didn't think they were one of the top three teams in the league the entire year in most of the playoffs, but if they get Kevin Durant, well, like, yeah, fuck, they're back to being the best team in the league for sure. Um, all that aside, the Kevin Durant thing's interesting. Um, I think, I don't know where I heard this. I think there's some rule that's, like, being thrown around, like, people are trying to get the NBA to institute, where it would basically be players can still demand trades, but if you sign an extension – it's something like two years until you could be traded or something like that. Basically stuff like this where Kevin Durant has four years yeah, left. Yeah, dude, you like, can't bro, have this much gonna, time on your contract on, and demand If, if you're going to sign an extension with a team for four years and one year into that, be like, get me the fuck out. It's like, bro, no. Use, no way. Like, you give us one more fucking year. You cannot give us one year to do this. That Like, you just signed an extension. I have less of a problem it's not even a James Harden. I'm trying to think of another example. Like, the James Harden ones were bad, so I'm not trying to use that one as an example. I have less of a problem where if a player gets traded to a team that he didn't sign with and him being like, yo, I don't want to be here. I didn't ask to be here. Like, something like that. That wasn't the James Harden situation with the Nets. I'm trying to think of a good example. I don't know who it would be. But my bigger issue is, like, is stuff like this with Durant where it's like, yo, bro, you didn't get traded here. You just picked to – you – signed here then re-signed yep. here on a max like no one did this to you yeah you decided all of this yep. so like i think you gotta like do at least two years there yep. i would be more sympathetic if like the warriors had traded him there and he's like i don't want to be here yeah I'd be like all right fine like fuck, fuck, fair enough dude you didn't pick to be there like i'm usually going to be on the side of the players where it's like no one bats an eye when Harrison Barnes gets traded mid-game while he's playing, or, like, all these dudes are thrown through, like, the trade rumors for weeks, and we're, like, oh, act professional, it's your job. No one bats an eye, but the second a player asks for the trade, we're all like, oh, what a dick. Yeah. It's like, yo, okay, we can play by both sides of this, but, like I was saying, when you sign an extension, that's me being, like, to be fair to the league and the team, like, give the team a chance to build around you. Like, and the Nets thing to me, I'm not a Nets fan. I think it's crazy that the Nets prior to all this trade talk, we're like, I think the top team again 
in like odds next year for the championship, which is just like, look, I think they have a chance if they got Katie and Kyrie and Ben Simmons, but like the top team after what we just saw. But like, I don't know. I'm looking at this Nets team, and if I'm like, all right, let's transit. I feel like it's a little transition. Let's do this. If you're Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets are saying they want picks and two star players back for you. There's no team in the league that can give up two star players, take back Kevin Durant, and still be competing. Like, you just gave up your star players. No team in the league has four star players where it's like, ah, we'll give up two of them and get Kevin Durant. So that's out the window. The next thing is like, if you're Kevin Durant, what team are you going to where after they trade for you, they have better pieces than the Brooklyn Nets? Like, to be honest with you, like, if Kyrie Irving's playing, if Ben Simmons playing, they just signed TJ Warren. They re-signed, like, Nick's Claxton. They have Joe Harris coming back, Seth Curry. Like, that's not a bad team. Like, if we're being honest with ourselves, I'm not someone who loves Kyrie. I'm not going to tr- – I wouldn't want to have to trust him. But, like, last year was a pretty weird year, regardless of where you stand with the vaccine stuff. That doesn't look like it's going to be an issue this year. And if it hadn't been for that, yeah, Kyrie's gotten injured and stuff like that. I, I know, Kyrie's had some injuries and stuff like that. But, like – Dude, I mean, I would say if in some world last year where COVID's not a thing, like, what, Kyrie's probably playing, like, 50, 60, 65 games maybe. So, like, oh my if you have a normal year like that, if you have Kyrie Irving even playing 50 games instead of, like, 15 last year, and you got now TJ Warren, Ben Simmons, like, I don't know. I think – I don't know what team you're being traded to because the Suns are off the table now. They just re-signed DeAndre and right, they can't right, even do a right. trade for him. What right. team are you going to where after they trade for you – they're better than the Brooklyn Nets. Hold right on now. a second. A few, few thoughts. I have a few thoughts to a lot of that unpack. All right. Number one, um, I said this to you a few pods back, and I, I believe it five times more right now. I I don't think that things are going to change for Kyrie Irving in terms of the NBA, at least for some places where he's going to have to be vaccinated to play. So. I don't know if it's going to be New York still still keeping it like that or changing it back to that, but no, they they changed they changed it. We're, and every other city, it was only for uh, like state employees. So like you know, Michael Porter before he got hurt wasn't vaccinated. There were some other guys that weren't vaccinated. I think Bradley Beal wasn't vaccinated. They didn't have any issues anywhere else. It's like your home, their Brooklyn or New York as a whole was kind of fucking the nets on that one it was a unique state law like if Kyrie Irving had been a Denver Nugget or a Sacramento King or a fucking on the Thunder like yes that's what I'm saying I'm saying I if New York goes back to that rule in the winter er, er, you're not thinking they're gonna they're gonna do that no I think they would it, it look it was a silly rule to be honest, I'm I understand completely anything with COVID, like trying to make sure it's not spreading. But to say that people from other states can do everything normal, but people in our state, like I don't, like the people on the other team are playing on the same court, not vaccinated, and you're like, not you, Kyrie, because you live in this state. Like it's just a silly rule. It's a silly rule. It's asked like all or nothing. You can't yeah, well, dude, well rule, that's the thing. No shit, I've been saying it's a silly rule, but what I, I know, I'm I know. still seeing right now, you know, people. People are getting exposed to COVID and can't go to work. And people are, you know, COVID is still happening just just under the radar, apparently. I see baseball players testing positive for COVID. Um, you know, it's, I don't understand how it's not going to be a thing for the NBA or at least New York when it was that thing last year 
for Kyrie Irving. And when you're going to just go and up and change it like that in the year, that's where I just don't understand why it was like that last year. And obviously you can't go back, but like that's that's where I'm struggling. I, I, that's where I was struggling all of last season for Kyrie Irving, who's now pretty much brought down even lower uh, on the pedestal because of that last season, regardless of all his other antics. But like to me, it shouldn't it shouldn't have been a thing. Like you're talking about, like he could have played way more games if they didn't have this silly rule in place. Which I'm not saying it's gonna ha- come back, but I'm I'm saying if it does come back and Kyrie's in Brooklyn, that's gonna be obviously a fucking issue. And I, honest, I don't think it's crazy. Stuff going on, from a lot of stuff going on, it sounds like there's a chance he could be in L.A. If I had to pick, I'd say he's in Brooklyn. I hope he goes to the Lakers. I just want to see LeBron have chances for rings. I think that would help him out a little bit, but. I, if I had to bet on it, I think Kyrie and KD are both starting the season in Brooklyn. Whether Kyrie's playing, probably Kevin Durant. I can't imagine he's not. Like, oh I can't imagine Kevin Durant. Oh my god, dude! I'm hey, I'm not gonna say anything's a hundred percent with Kyrie. I imagine they're both in the starting lineup night one for the Brooklyn Nets. If I had to put money on something, I, like I just don't get it too. Like going back to what I was saying at the end, like. The Heat and the Suns were KD's two main teams. Suns can't trade for him anymore because you can't trade Aiden after you just signed him until like six more months. So they're not trading Chris Paul or Devin Booker for him. He also had the Heat on there. There's some weird rule that prevents Ben Simmons and Bam Adebayo from being on the same team. So like you'd have to trade Bam. Like that would be such a weird trade. And then it's like, are the Heat even better after giving up all this stuff? Like I don't know where Durant goes. Where Listen, bro, Durant, you so said I, it before, where it's like they're the what they're asking for Kevin Durant, they're not gonna get. And if any team that has that, they ain't giving that up. Like you ain't giving up Giannis and Middleton. You ain't giving up Joel Embiid. You ain't like all these things that they're asking. You ain't getting. So to me. Like, like they said, they asked the Timberwolves for Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and like five picks, and it's like, is that a fair trade for Kevin Durant? Maybe, but it's like if you're the Timberwolves, like now what the fuck do I do? I have Kevin Durant, D'Angelo Russell, like word. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's things. a bad trade. That's a dumbass trade. And honestly, <laughs> oh, the yeah, shit uh, got all out of whack with this Rudy Gobert trade to the Timberwolves. Um, that set the market like crazy. That's ridiculous to me. And I said about Rudy Gobert's contract, the worst contract ever. This is going to go down as the worst NBA trade in NBA history. This is twice now this dude's up. Worst $200 million contract in NBA history. Worst trade in NBA history, this Rudy Gobert trade. Absolutely fucking terrible. Absolutely terrible. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. They fucked up so bad. The Wizards are in purgatory forever. The uh, Gobert trade's not great. The fucking Bradley Beal deal. Do you know how many players in NBA history have received a no trade clause? I think it's like twelve. It's like LeBron James, Melo. I think Durant had one. No one's received one in seven years. LeBron hasn't had one. Durant hasn't. Giannis doesn't. Luca doesn't. No one has had one in that long. All of the guys that received them have been like first, second team All NBA guys consistently. The Wizards. We're the only team that could offer Bradley Beal as much as they could offer him. Like, they, your current team can max you out more than any other team can. So they're already bidding against no one else. Like, they're already offering way more than everyone else can offer, and he was expected to sign. And they fucking gave him a no-trade clause. And the big deal of that is, like, now there's two scenarios here. Either you have Bradley Beal on, like, a $55 million contract for the next five years, where, like, I mean, Bradley Beal's good, but, like, come on. He's not 
we, we've seen how it's gone with Bradley Beal as your best player. Have fun trying to make the play-in tournament. Um, and now if you try and trade Bradley Beal, you have zero leverage because Bradley Beal can literally just say, nope, I want to go to the Lakers. Trade me to the Lakers. Or, like, well, not necessarily. Like, trade me to the fucking Warriors. And you can't say no to him. No, 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 hold on. There is, when you have a no-trade clause, there is not a bidding war against you because the player can literally just say, these are the only two teams I'm going to play for. And those teams can just be like, yeah, here's your offer, other team, because uh, you can't trade him anywhere else. Hey, Rich. Okay. Like, you know what, Rich? You know what, Rich? You're getting a little You're getting a little dramatic here. You ever think his no-trade clause is because, and Bradley Beal's been real consistent on this, he just doesn't want to leave the Wizards? Like, you might say they're in purgatory. That's they might the not do shit, the but Bradley Beal's just like, damn, bro, I'm just trying to play for the Wizards. You paid me $50 million a year. I'm cool with that. Whatever, dog. Let me just throw this out there. Bradley Beal's best season with the Wizards is when Russell Westbrook was there. Everyone with the Russell Westbrook hate, fuck all, y'all. Just saying. No, you're right. Anyways. Hold on. The the reason, the last thing I'm saying, the the reason it's a big issue is exactly what you just said, though. Like, he's not an asset. Anyone else, the team can choose to trade someone where it's like, look, Bradley Beal at the end of the day is like a top, whatever you want to say, 35 NBA player or something like that. You, that's an asset you can trade. If he doesn't want to be traded or he's only willing to be traded to one team, that's like a quarter of the asset. Like you can't get back. You can't start a bidding war. Like the reason Rudy Gobert probably got such a high offer is there were probably other teams interested in Rudy Gobert. The Timberwolves went fucking nuts over. Bro. You can't create a bidding war for like, I'm just shocked they gave him a no trade clause. Like, look, there'll be plenty of big contracts. <laughs> You could argue Damian listen, Lillard might be bad. Damian Lillard's going to be signed until he's 38, making listen, like $60 million. That's listen, going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, there's some bad contracts for sure. Uh, let me, all right, hold on a second here. The reason why I think Kevin Durant, when he demanded a trade, wasn't getting traded was because of Rudy Gobert's trade. That's my first thought. Secondly, yeah. when I'm looking at some of these things and rumors I'm hearing about these KD and Kyrie trades... I've heard a couple that were super interesting. I just want to run this by you quick. Would it be crazy? Would it be crazy if if you sent Kevin Durant to the Lakers for LeBron? You sent LeBron to Brooklyn. Kyrie stays in Brooklyn. LeBron goes to Brooklyn. Kevin Durant goes to the Lakers. Reunites with with Russ and LeBron reunites with Kyrie. Just a just a one v one swap. KD for Kyrie or. Uh, LeBron for KD. W- would you do that if you're either of the teams? Would you do that? Um, Lakers, yes. Nets, no. I love LeBron, but KD has four years on his contract. I think LeBron can leave in a year. Like, I, no. You're giving, if I'm trading you, Kevin Durant, you're giving me multiple first-round picks because I'm not putting all my weight into the one player you're giving back to me. And the Lakers don't have that, or at least don't have valuable first-round picks. Most they can trade is, like, two, and they're not going to be, like, you know, Knicks can trade, like, other I – mean, he's not going to the Knicks. I'm just saying other teams can give, like, seven fucking picks and stuff like that. So, no, because I, they want <clears throat> young players and picks. So, like, yeah, the Lakers would be like, – it would be weird for both teams. I think the Lakers maybe say yes. The Nets aren't saying yes to that. They're like, nah, throw in more picks and – players you don't have young players all right so you're on the lakers side of yes nets no player side you think lebron or kd would be in on any either either that either one of them wants that i think lebron wants to stay in la and wants to make it happen there and i don't think kd uh, i don't 
know that he'd want to just go to the Lakers and take LeBron's spot and play with Russ again. I don't think either of the players are winning in that deal. I think the Lakers are the only team winning in that deal and only thing involved winning in that deal. Interesting. Just because you get four years of Kevin Durant and, like, you might not have LeBron for four more years. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think it... That's tough for me because I... I honestly think... I See, this is why I just don't understand what Kevin Durant's thinking because I don't know where he thinks he's going. Where, That's what I'm saying. I don't know where he thinks he's going, where he's going to have a better chance to win a championship unless it's the Warriors. The you said you said it in your you said it in your thing back when, when we were talking about it back and forth. There ain't a team that can give up two stars and still keep their core. The only team is the Warriors. And and Warriors, realistically it's pick. potential stars. I don't think Wiggins could be even included in deal because of that because of that max uh, rule that we're talking about. So you're literally talking about if you're the net. I'm pretty sure Wiggins, I think Wiggins would have to be included because he's their only big contract. And like, look, I'm not going to overreact to one good Andrew Wiggins postseason and be like, do you do that for Kevin Durant? Like there is something to be said of like, Draymond Green's a good defender, but like Andrew Wiggins was the defender for them in the postseason. Kevin Durant's a much higher level player, but like, I don't know. Do you, if you're the Warriors, do you trade Wiggins, who was your best defender, multiple picks, and probably like Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody, like multiple young guys for Kevin Durant after you just won and leverage your whole future for two years of Kevin Durant? I don't know. I mean, if you're Draymond Green you saying you're about to win the next three out of four championships, the only way, in my opinion, you're doing that is if you're getting Kevin you're Durant right. back. So you're right. You're right. to be you're completely right. honest, that's, that's like if you're trying to win multiple more championships or multiple within the next three, four years, you're going to need Kevin Durant. And it was just interesting right. how he was so blunt about that. And now these things are shaking out like this. I'm telling you, I would be fucking disgusted. But I think it would be, you'd be, you'd be talking about, It'd be it'd be worse than the Tom Brady effect for me in his prime. Where like I would go into a season, I still felt like another team could win. Like I would go into this upcoming NBA season and be like, "There's no other team being the Warriors," and that oh, to me is just football, that to me is just anything. that's just tough though. No, it's not football. Anything can happen, bro. Like yeah, it can, but like it's still like when even in like Tom Brady when he was winning these, he still had to beat some pretty good teams, and it's like. It wasn't like it was like totally unfair. He lost a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? Like people just this tend to forget been, that shit. This would have been if, they only think about the times he won. Dude, the Golden State Warriors. You're you're talking. They might lose in the finals, I guess. But like other than that, I guess the the West is tough. But like to me, I don't know. It's just this is this is more like if Tom Brady came into the season and got like Calvin Johnson and Adrian Peterson, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like goddamn. Um, no, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens here. There's so much going on. We touched on the Rudy Gobert one a little bit. I don't have too much to say. That was weeks ago now. It seems like the news now. Uh, here's what I want to talk about. So it seems like it's getting a lot of steams picking up that Donovan Mitchell's going to get traded. And a lot. it seems like for some reason the Knicks are the foregone because <laughs> of the Knicks connection because they can offer so many picks. I see so many Knicks fans that are so excited about this. And people are so fucking short-sighted, it blows my mind. Like, if you had told me, I've seen some trades out there. If you had told me 
three weeks ago, pre-Jalen Brunson signing. And again, I don't even hate the Jalen Brunson signing as much as some people are shitting on it. But if you told me pre-Jalen Brunson signing that we could maybe trade like four picks, Julius Randall, Obi Toppin, like, you know, one of our other guys, Quentin Grimes or something like that, and gotten Donovan Mitchell, I would have been like, okay, yeah, like we keep RJ Barrett, we get Donovan Mitchell, a top guy, we get off Julius Randall, we give up a bunch of picks. Like, I, I can, I can see that. Now that we have Jalen Brunson, and they're both good players on their own, like, it's fucking ridiculous if the Knicks throw a ridiculous offer at Donovan Mitchell. Like, they'll be good next year. They'll be exciting. But, like, the best player, like, I'm sure you've seen posts. I've seen them recently. Like, the best player on the championship team that won the last few years. And they'll literally just be, like, listing the best players on teams. Like, LeBron, 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 Steph, Giannis, Dirk, you know, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Kobe. Like, it's all these top guys, like, you are not doing anything more than maybe getting to the second round with two six foot guys who can't defend in your backcourt as your like big contract guys. And I don't know why I feel like I have the same conversation over and over again. I feel like I'm like, I, I, I want good players on the Knicks, but you, it has to be the right fit of players. Like we are right. <clears throat> last, last thing, 20 more seconds. Tom Tidrow is a defensive coach. He puts together good defensive teams. He cannot just turn guys who don't defend and are not the most capable defenders. Donovan Mitchell should be better. Jalen Brunson's, I mean, just doesn't have the body to be an elite defender. Like if we're trotting out our, like RJ Barrett, who I want to keep Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, like you're, you're getting toasted if you're making it to the playoffs and you have all your money invested in those guys. Like I want, I would love Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks. If he was the small guard in the backcourt, I know um, one second, if, if we had a DeJounte Murray, if we had a point guard who Marcus Smart who could lock other people up, fucking give me Donovan Mitchell all day. He's a great player. It's It doesn't make sense with what we have. And if we give up all our picks and a bunch of our young guys, like can quickly grind some of these guys who are looking good, Obi, just to bring in Donovan Mitchell and lock in like a five, six seed, I don't, I don't think that's a good move. I really hope the Heat make a bigger trade offer for him and get him or something like that. Like I would like him on the Knicks. If circumstances were different, if the team was formatted different, we can't put all our eggs into a Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson basket. Like that's will be decent, but that's not the answer. Like I want the Knicks few to, thoughts. Be able to compete for a championship. Few thoughts. We'll keep it on the Knicks, but just want to say this: Deshante Murray to the Hawks, huh? Very interesting. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you a couple of your. Or maybe like a one of your favorite free agency signings, one of your worst. That was one. That was very one of my favorites. Dejounte Murray to the Hawks would be interesting, even though I don't understand that as much as maybe a lot of people are liking that. Um, similar to me, how I feel about what's going on with the Knicks. Now, I like Jalen Brunson. I think he's a good player. Um, I, I necessarily wasn't like as mad as a lot of Knicks Nation is when they signed him, um, but. If you bring in Donovan Mitchell now and you're running, like you said, a Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell backcourt, that's, to me, these people are saying the Knicks will make the playoffs. Like, I don't know if that's even guaranteed. You might be in the playing. Um, like, Donovan Mitchell, and I like Donovan Mitchell. I, I think I think that's a playoff team. Um, I don't think it's going far, but I think that's a playoff team. I think Donovan Mitchell is slightly overrated when it comes to these situations. Um, like, I get it. He's been to the playoffs with the Utah Jazz for what? I think it's all of his seasons, basically. Maybe missed once. Um, had a couple nice playoff runs. One of them in the bubble. Um, didn't win a series, but had a couple nice games. 
Uh, I don't. I don't think this is. I don't think this is a good move for the Knicks. Now, I'd counter by saying, if you're like you, like a diehard Knicks fan, or if you're a Knicks Nation diehard Knicks fan, like where would Donovan Mitchell would rank? This is Stephen A. Smith's stat. It's like, where would he be at? Like, all-time Knicks. Like, he'd be up there, right? Like, he'd probably be, like, top five without even playing a game. Like, that's a that's that's the type of, that's the type of quote-unquote star you're bringing in if you're, like, a Knicks fan. Like, in terms of, like, that's how you guys never have players. You guys have been an ep, dude. Let's just be real. Like, the only reason you were in the playoffs is because Julius Randle had an unreal season. Like, it wasn't because he's fucking spectacular. Like, he ain't going to be spectacular every year. Donovan Mitchell, you can at least say, okay, I mean, he has a chance to have, like, a good season every single year. So, like, to me, oh, that's – Melo is the last guy that was that for you? Then you go Stephon yep. Marbury, uh, was, Amari Stephon Stoudemire. Marbury was not that. Donovan Mitchell is better than Stephon Marbury. So, I mean, to me, you're talking sure. top three. You're talking top three. Melo, Melo. Um, since 20 – since 2000 – yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it hasn't been great. It's like Melo and Amari. And that's it. David Lee. So, <laughs> yeah, so literally, like, I guess on that ass sense of it, like, I guess if you, like, it would be smart to, like, try and get somebody there that might be able to yeah. get somebody else to come there. Um, but I think if I you have to move that. R.J. Barrett to get Donovan Mitchell, I, I still think. Oh, no fucking way. I still they, think that's a bad move. R.J. Barrett. And that's what I'm seeing they're going to have to do. That'd be a bad move. No, so I'm seeing I'm seeing some of the opposite. So what I've seen is I really thought they'd want that, but all of like the I don't know, like Bobby Marks who worked for ESPN, who worked for the front office, like the Timberwolves and the Nets, I think for a while, like some guys who've worked in front offices have basically been saying what the Jazz are doing is about to like just full rebuild, like stockpile picks, like try and do like a mini thunder, which is clearly what they're doing with the Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And they're like, if they're doing that, RJ Barrett's going to be due for his contract next offseason. They're like, they probably don't want to just immediately, like, he's going to be due for a big ass contract if you want to keep him or because another team will probably come for him. They're saying like they probably don't want to give him that. To me, it's like, I'd rather give him that than take on Julius Randle for four more years. So, like, I'm kind of on both sides of that where I'm not really sure, but if we give up RJ Barrett and keep Julius Randle and give up like four plus picks in this, um, I'm fu- so fucking over it. Just fully embracing whatever team Melo goes to next year. And I pray it's not also the Knicks because then I'm really in trouble. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, it's, I-, I mean, like I- I'll say this. I don't think it's the right move to have a Jalen Brunson, Jul- uh, Brunson, Donovan Mitchell backcourt because like, I think the Knicks will be more exciting than they've been since, like, 2012-13, like, when Melo was having, like, his best years there. It would be their best season in a long time. It would be an exciting team. I just think you have such a clear ceiling where it's, like, you're not beating the Bucks or the, not beating the Sixers, probably, no matter what you think of them. You're not beating the Nets if they're coming back at full strength with a backcourt that's going to get torched. You have to have two of those guys out there to score, and both of them are just going to get destroyed on defense by the other guys coming at them. Like, that's just not it for me. But but last thing I'll say, if we can get off Julius Randle, I will at least reserve getting too annoyed about it because I think that's the bigger detriment to the team. I would much rather have 
Donovan Mitchell's contract on a small backcourt than Julius Randle's contract for five more years because I just I don't I don't think he's the answer personally. If we can get off Julius Randle, give up a few breaks, bring in Donovan, keep RJ, keep Quentin Grimes. I fucking love Quentin Grimes. I'd rather give up quickly top in Nick's summer league. Pop up, pop on YouTube and literally just watch some um, highlights of Nick's summer league. Quentin Grimes, the best player on the court in every single game. I know it's summer league. I'm not joking you. He's going to be filthy next year. I hope Fournier's off the team because he needs to start. Not joking you. Literally, he's been the best player on the court in every single game. Quentin Grimes is going to be good. I don't want them to get rid of Quentin Grimes. I don't know how much playing time we'll get if Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell are there ahead of him and D. Rose is still there. But I'm excited to watch him play if we can get off Fournier because he'll probably be starting if Donovan Mitchell's not there and Fournier's gone. Have you been watching any of the summer league? <sighs> not, uh, I was gone for a week, so I've only seen like a game or two. I saw – I watched – uh, a good amount of highlights, so like Paolo's game, Chet's game. I've watched the highlights of every like Knicks game. Like YouTube does like nice recaps of everything, like long like 10, 12 minute recaps, of, like almost every basket in the games. So, like I haven't had a chance to like really sit down and watch a lot of the games, but I've tried to watch like the recaps of like some of the top three guys in the Knicks, of course. Uh, yeah. Paolo, so, Paolo's, Paolo's incredible. I think it's been a Paolo's deep incredible. draft. Yeah, Paolo has been incredible. Um, he only played two um, games though and got shut down. Chet, yep. um, it'll be interesting to see how the Thunder look regular season. Summer league to me is just summer league, but I saw they're handing out summer league rings now. It's like what? What is going on, really? bro? What That's is happening? Hey, right, whatever. Um, like, you don't. You never want to react too much to summer league. I saw. I, I swear <laughs> to God, I. But no. Said this in a. I said this one second. I said this in a group message to some of my buddies at work, and literally saw it in a exact same thing in a tweet on instagram like three days later i had not seen it anywhere else but my buddies were like oh like fucking chat's gonna be like fucking filthy and i think he's gonna be good i liked him he looked incredible they're like he's gonna be filthy and i was like let's cool it because in their in their summer league everyone thought trey young was a bust and he was averaging eight turnovers and everyone thought kevin knox was the best player ever and he won first team all summer league and looked like a stud so like summer league can be very deceiving sometimes and then you get to the real season you're like wait, what the fuck? What's going on right now? So, like, I try not to get too high, too low, but, like, Paolo and Chet both looked really good. I don't care at all about Chet getting bodied by Kenny Lofton Jr. or whatever. Like, the dude's a fucking massive, like, he was a linebacker football player. Like, not many, like, yes, Zion will also be able to do that to Chet, but not many guys are built like that. And once Chet gets good, hopefully he's playing that guy off the court because that guy can't stay with him on the three-point line and stuff like that. So, like, I'm not... I think people way overreacted to Chet's first incredible game and way overreacted to his second not incredible game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how Paolo works regular season, Chet, and even people? Jabari Smith. I think the draft is a lot deeper than you think. Bro, Keegan Murray, Keegan Murray is He's legit. Looked really He's looked really good. Benedict Matherin, Benedict Matherin might be I one of my favorite dudes. I wanted the Knicks to get so bad. That's Bro, Benedict Matherin so is looking nice. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hype around some of the, the at least top 10, you know, I, the Thunder got a couple nice, uh, picks, uh, late in the first round, the first, including Chet. So I'm excited as a Thunder fan, man. Um, even though I don't think the we're going to be um, decent right away in the Western conference, that's obviously stacked. I'll be able to watch and see if this dude's going to be it or not. And that's just at least something to look forward to. Um, the first Chet game, I swear to God. I don't know what dudes are thinking. I guess because he's a skinny, like long white guy, and they're like, "Nah, this dude can't be nice like that." He had eight blocks because I was I was watching the highlights. 
dude's going at him like I think they thought they were just gonna like yam on this guy like ah this dude's a fucking scrub like this dude's pretty good like he, he was li- literally dudes kept going at him and I think pretty quickly like in this fourth quarter didn't really get any blocks and his next game wasn't getting as many blocks because it was like the first three quarters literally dudes going at him like he was fucking Andreas Bargnani or something and it's like yo this dude can play defense like he's not just some like he's not at Pokashevsky out there that's like this like Ah, uh, like he's at home. It's like an actual like good defender. Like good, but it was just funny to watch guys go. Hey, don't him. make fun of Pokashevsky. They're the thin towers, oh, and the Thunder are gonna be nice, bro. I, Josh Giddy. I would be shocked if Pokashevsky is like getting minutes by the end of this year, unless they're doing full tank again. I don't think he's that good, but Chet Holmgren's gonna be good. Um, <laughs> uh, last thing, I think it's sick how talented a lot of these teams are right now. Like all the worst teams in the league last year are, like, pretty exciting. Like, the Magic are going to be a fun team to watch with, like, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter was really good, brought back Bamba, like, Paolo. Like, I think the Rockets are going to be, like, one of my teams I'm more interested in watching, seeing how Jabari does, seeing Jalen Green's second year. Um, fucking Sangoon, their center, is supposed to be yeah, really yeah. good. And we'll see yep. he didn't play a bunch last year. They got, Chris, uh, they got off of Christian Wood and, like, all these young teams, like th- I'm really excited to see what the Thunder are going to do this year. Yeah. Like, it, I'm interested in watching all of the teams. The Pistons might be the team I'm the most excited to watch out of yeah. all of them. Like, I'm cool seeing Martha and on the Pacers. Like, all these teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs are teams that I'm still like, oh shit, I kind of want to watch that team. Like, there are very few teams, like maybe the Spurs and the Kings and stuff like that, who I'm like, I don't really give a shit what those guys are doing. But I think. Yeah, you uh, perfectly said because I completely agree. Out of that group of teams, right? Out of that group of teams that you're talking about, I I do think the Thunder are finally into that group. And out of the group that I think the San Antonio Spurs are now in, that I think, um, let's see. There's maybe maybe yeah, I do like that one. Maybe uh, maybe another. Maybe another team, depending on how things shake out. But if you're like in tank mode, like I think the Spurs are going for this number one guy that everyone's talking about, Mamba Wamba or something. Victor um, Wananaba. Yeah. Wananaba. So, like, I think the Thunder were in that, and maybe they're that team that is still in that, and that they're still maybe think, going for a number one. But my point is, in that other group that you're talking about, this team that the teams that oh they're not making the playoffs. I don't think it's crazy that one of those teams is going to be up in the plane. Like, like, how much faith do you have in, in Charlotte um, to stay in the plane? Um, you know, the Pacers yeah, were in the plane last year. You know what I'm saying? So you're looking at some of this stuff and you're like, you oh, know, there's got to be. I'd almost guarantee that Charlotte is, Charlotte is not in the playoffs next year. Like, almost guarantee it. Like, ready? Let's look at it this way. These are the standings from last year. If you can see my screen right now. <laughs> I would say going top down, Heat are in the playoffs next year. Celtics are in, Bucks are in, Sixers are in, Raptors are in, Bulls are in. I'm going to say Nets are in, but that could very quickly fall completely apart. But it sounds like they want good players back, and they will get it if they trade Durant. So I'll say Nets are in. I think Hawks are in. I think Cavs are in. I think the Knicks are in, regardless of the play-in at the very least. That's too many teams, my guy. You only can go 10. I know I did. I skipped the Hornets. I'm saying I think the Knicks are in. So I don't think the Hornets even have a shot. I would be like, I don't think the Wizards are great. I think the Wizards might have a better shot of being in than the fucking Hornets right now, 
losing Miles Bridges, we'll always see what a lot comes down to if Gordon Hayward's healthy, but he never seems to be. They play really well when he's healthy. The Pacers have an interesting group of guys, and like Halliburton, Turner, Buddy Heald, Martha and now, like, I think the Hornets are toast. I think it's really <laughs> scary for a lot of these. Not toast overall. Like, LaMelo's still a great player. They got some good guys, but like, I think this year they got very little shot unless Gordon Hayward stays completely healthy of being even in the play-in. Like, I think that last spot is going to be competed between, like, Knicks, Wizards, unless maybe the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell. Maybe they're up a little bit. Like, the East is – it's not super stacked at the top. Like, you know, Celtics, Bucks, really, really good, depending on where you are on Sixers, Heat, maybe. But it's deep. Like, I don't – who do you think is going to be the worst – like, I don't even know who's going to be the worst team this year out of all these teams. It might be the Hornets. The it might be the Hornets. And I would not tell you. Yeah, I would not be shocked. It might, it might be, be the, the Hornets. Magic or the Pistons again. They're still young. Hornets, Magic, or Pistons would be my guess. Nah, I got but, more faith in the Pistons than you do. I, I like the Pistons too. Even I though I saw Jaden like Ivey roll his ankle, so hopefully he's straight. But uh, the Summer Hornets League's so far away from I think this beats how talented the league is, though. Like, the Hornets won 43 games last year, and yeah, it sounds like they lost Miles Bridges, which is a big loss and got nothing for him. But, like, we're basically saying we think they're going to go from, like, 43 wins to, like, 20-ish wins just off losing Miles Bridges and all the talent that all these other teams have gotten. So, it's crazy. Like, some injury will happen. Like, who knows? Like, fucking Bradley Beal gets hurt. Well, the Wizards are the last seed in the league. Fucking Trey Young gets hurt. Hawks are toast. So, like, some, some shit will happen. But we'll see. Yeah, you're probably right. I saw P.J. Tucker head into the Sixers, huh? It's a good get. Sign him for three years. Dude's going to be uh, 41, I think. I think he's 38 right now. He's going to be 41, making some nice money by them. But I think that signing is a complete, like, hey, we needed to get you, and we need to win a ring this year, so let's do it. So. Hey, I like that they got Melton. I like that they got P.J. Tucker, but at the end of the day, you either need Tyrese Maxey to turn into an all-NBA guy or you need James Harden to consistently be an all-NBA guy. So I like the signings. It helps their team, but I think way more comes down to, like, does James Harden prove everyone wrong in year 14 of trying to prove everyone wrong? Probably not, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I mean, he I took some. He took a. He took a pay cut. I, I like their off season. Yeah, he took a pay cut. He did. I, I mean, I wonder if he actually took a pay cut, or if no other team was offering him more, and the Sixers were like, "Hey, no one's offering you more than this. This is what you're getting. If you want to frame it in a good way, we could tell everyone you took a pay cut, and you could be a nice guy here, like." I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case either, but either way, yes, money was left on the table. They got P.J. Tucker. They got De'Anthony Melton. I'm like, look, if Tyrese Maxey takes another step and you have De'Anthony Melton now, maybe you're slightly more capable of, like, B-minus Harden-type games because you have two other decent guards. But, like, you can't be getting D-minus Harden games because then you're fucking toast. You think? We'll see. Yeah. We're going to overreact to it all year. Harden's going to come out and put up like 40, 12, and 12 in his first game, and we're all going to be like, holy fuck, are the Sixers, or like the media's going to be like, are the Sixers going to win it? And then his first playoff game, he's going to come out and put up like 10, 1, and 1, and we're going to be like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, chill. (laughs) 
Oh no! Like Harden, I guarantee. I think it's super interesting how things shake out, where bro. He puts up an absurd stat line, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Like, is Harden back? And it's gonna be like, "Fucking no!" It's the first ten games of the season. His body just feels great. Like he's not. He's gonna wear down again by the end of the year. And yeah, like I don't know. Like it's. I'm sure he'll have some great games, and people will be saying like, "Harden, most important player on the Sixers." Like stuff leading the first take segments like Harden X fat <laughs> it's not going to be the case I, I don't have much faith in the Sixers I'd consider the if the Heat got Donovan Mitchell you could tell me that the Heat are the favorite in the East if they kept Bam and Jimmy Butler obviously and got Donovan Mitchell I'd still pick the Bucks, but I wouldn't fight someone telling me that the Heat are the favorite in the East or even the favorite to win it all I think Donovan Mitchell would be an incredible fit on the Heat team, as opposed to the Knicks, where like the Heat have defenders all around you, and are like, we fucking need a guy to just give the basketball to who can like, yeah, get, like yeah, Tyler Hero can shoot, but like get to the hoop, play, make a little score. Like Donovan Mitchell would be perfect for the Heat. I'd be really excited for the Heat if they got him. Yeah, agreed. I think that's one of the best spots for him. That's why. I don't know how that's gonna shake out though. What you have to give up to get him if you're the Heat. You know, you're probably going to have to give up. I think I saw they can only give up. They only have three first-round picks that they could put in a deal. So they'd have to give three unprotected firsts. And then to get the salaries to match, they'd have to give, like, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and, like, probably some young guys like the Nikola Jovic they just drafted or whatever. But it's like, if you're the Jazz, three Heat picks is not better than three Knicks picks. The Heat are a capable organization that then have a pretty good line roster for the next few years. If the Knicks are offering me four-plus picks and stuff, and the Heat are offering me three and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, I'm like, yeah, I'll talk to you later, Heat. I know that's better than Donovan Mitchell, but I'm going to take the Knicks first-round picks, and I'll take um, like guys on rookie contacts like Quentin Grimes and Quickly and Obi Toppin and, like, Sure, throw me a salary filler in Fournier or whatever. But, like, I think the Jazz, assuming the Knicks are offering, like, four-plus picks, I think the Jazz would be idiots to accept the Heat's three picks. But I hope they do for Donovan Mitchell's sake. Yeah, that's actually hilarious, the way you said that. Um... Like, like with Donovan Mitchell on the Heat, three of their picks, like, what are you getting, a 25th pick in the draft each year? Like, if you get the Knicks pick, what are you getting, like, a top 10 pick in the draft each year. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know. I'm just pumped for football season because it'll be here before NBA season. Me too. Pumped for football. Very I saw pumped. Baker's heading to the Panthers. You think Baker's going to start for the Panthers week one? They play the Browns. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Darnold. Baker's still recovering from uh, off-season surgery, right? Or is- surgery that ended this season or off-season surgery one of the two i know he's recovering from a surgery he just got traded there sam darnold has a year on him already being there like with the coaching staffs like i'd imagine what they're going to do if they haven't already said it is say like open quarterback competition i'd imagine sam darnold has the leg up since he knows the playbook and has been there i think baker's a better quarterback so like i think baker closes the season as the quarterback but if i had to bet i would probably say sam darnold's the starter week one and maybe loses it at some point or they just do bad at some point. So they start throwing Baker in there, but I feel like he has the leg up playing there for a year, right? Like knowing the system a little bit. I don't think it's some like 
oh my god, we got Baker, we have to throw him in. But I do think Baker's better than Sam Darnold. Like he got the fucking awful Cleveland Browns to the playoffs, even if they had a good defense and they had good running game, like fuck, they couldn't kind of quarterback for twenty years. Like the guy can't be like he's not someone that I think is gonna be out of the league in the next five years. Like his worst case scenario is like a backup, right? He's not that bad of a quarterback, Baker. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say Sam Darnold. I'd say Sam Darnold no, could very no. easily be out of the league in five years. Um, oh, no, I'm, I'm saying Baker. I think his worst case scenario, five years. Like, I don't think he's out of the league. Yeah, no, okay I'm not a fan of Baker, up. but I think he'll win the starting job. Um, I, think I think he'll be he, starting I think week he'll one win it eventually. And no, probably not before week one. I think it'll be week one. They play the Browns week one, which okay. is just so interesting to me because you got I, the Browns I, I paying him. I think I saw it was like five hundred something thousand dollars, and they're gonna try and beat him. And be Baker's hilarious. out there trying to beat him and getting paid by the Browns. Like, let's go. He did have to take a pay cut to get to the Panthers. Um, he obviously is in an open quarterback competition with Sam Darnold, which I don't think is saying much. Like, if you're the Carolina Panthers and you're trying to bring in uh, another quarterback, like, to me, it means you're not trying to start Sam Darnold. Like, you brought in Cam Newton last year uh, out of retirement to play quarterback because you didn't want to play Sam Darnold. So, at this I point, think I think Sam Darnold is slipping into he's going to be a backupper out of this league. Um, do I think the Panthers are going to be nasty with Baker Mayfield? No, but do I think the Panthers will be better with Baker Mayfield than they were with Sam Darnold? Yes. And am I curious to see how that first game goes week one against the Cleveland Browns? Absolutely. Deshaun Watson will certainly be suspended. So I would not be surprised if the Carolina Panthers win that game up against the Browns, even though they have a much better roster. And that'll be one of my most interesting takes heading into that week one. I think the Browns are going to get upset by the Panthers. You are obviously lower on the Bucks and Tom Brady than most. I know you're usually like, I don't think they'll win the division. I don't think that they'll, you know, and that's fair. I don't think it's a lock for any team to do that ever. Um, the rest of the teams in that division, Panthers, Saints, Falcons, I don't think anyone in their right mind is picking the Falcons to do anything. Nope. Do you think if Baker Mayfield comes out looking healthy, saying, like, I don't know what was his best year, two years ago, Baker Mayfield, whatever it was. Yep, 2020. Do you think Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Baker, do you think there's some scenario or some percentage chance where they come out of this as the one seed? Or, the, sorry, the top of their uh, division. Um, yeah, Not so. The one seed. I do, I do think that it is not as much of a shoe-in, like you were saying, for any team to win a division any year. Um, Panthers, I almost think I would say the Saints. I, I think the Falcons the are not even really competing. They're in tank mode. Um it's just my only, like, I think the only way you could even argue it is basically being like, well, we haven't seen Christian McCaffrey healthy in, like, a year and a half. He's supposed to be healthy right now. DJ Moore hasn't had capable quarterback play, really, for the most part of the last few years, shifting between Cam to Darnold to Bridgewater to all these guys. If Baker Mayfield comes out here and is looking like who we saw Baker Mayfield as two years ago, like, not elite, but, like, good game manager can, like, hit his guys, not looking guys off like OBJ, hopefully, like, 
maybe we are an above 500 team if we're leading on McCaffrey and Baker's doing the right things. I think it'd be so tough to see them finishing above Tampa Bay. I'd even be a little surprised if they finished above New Orleans. But I think if they're getting a best-case Baker scenario, there's like a somewhere between like a 5 to 8% chance you could come away at the top of the division. Not impossible. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing's I impossible. I certainly, but... I certainly wouldn't bet on it. I, I more wanted to ask you, because I think almost anyone in the world is like, there's no shot I picked them over Tampa Bay. I just know you're lower on Tampa Bay, and I don't think it's a lot that New Orleans is clearly better than them this year, being the Panthers. Um, Yeah, I personally... Like, the way I see it, which I think is just so funny and how things would shake out, if that scenario actually happened, the headline to me would be how Tom Brady didn't make, didn't win the division and make the playoffs. Not that the Panthers won the division and made the playoffs. That's how it would shake out. So, at this point, it's like, if, it, if Tom Brady doesn't win that division, it's like utter fucking the world's ending. So... Yeah, well, I mean, I do I think sure, that the sure. do I think that the Panthers can beat the Bucks? Sure. Do I think they're gonna win more games this season than the Bucks? Probably not. But is it possible? You, Absolutely. Absolutely possible. And I will certainly hold out hope for that. I do not have that that much hope in that though. I really don't. Injuries are always part of it. Obviously, you are the Tampa Bay is one. Mike Evans injury away from Tom Brady looking around and it looking like the receiving core for his last year or two in the Patriots and being like, um, so I'm supposed to throw to Leonard Fournette or Russell Gage. And then who, who else is out here? No, AP Godwin's gone for like, uh, I think six to eight weeks with surgery from last year. So like something happens to Mike Evans, like all of a sudden you're looking around and it's like, Ah, wow, what happened to where the A.B., Gronk, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans offense from last year? So that's all I'm saying. I think it's very clear that the Bucks are the favorite, but one one injury over there to a key member of the receiving core, and Tom Brady does not have a whole lot of options. One Fournette injury, one Mike Evans injury, and you're looking around going like, wow, this is the one of the worst receiving cores in the league, and that didn't go too well as last year on the Patriots. So, like, you know, th- things can happen. Yeah, if you're – yeah. I don't think the Bucks are going to win the division this year. I mean, I do. I what is? I mean, I can look right now. Probably what like the Vegas odds are. Like they're probably the clear favorites. Oh, for sure. For sure, the clear favorites. Let's see what they got them at here. The DraftKings has the Buccaneers at minus. Wow. Minus 300, Saints plus 360. <laughs> Holy Panthers, shit. Panthers plus 1,000, <laughs> Falcons, plus, Falcons plus 2,800. That's absolutely hilarious. All the, all the sports books are almost right around there. Bucks anywhere from minus 290 to minus 310, all right in that range. I wouldn't make the bet because I don't think that's see. Good yeah, yeah, you know what's like, yeah, but this is like this is just typical Tom Brady. No fucking surprise to me. If you made listen, I'll, I'll listen, listen to this. Hold on, to if I were to ask you, I, if I were to ask you, give me one division that you think is a total lock in terms of who's gonna win it. I guarantee you you're gonna say the NFC South and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And for how long were we doing that when Tom Brady was playing in the AFC East? 
when that pl- when that division uh, was fucking yeah. atrocious. No, I, I, you just knew they were gonna win the division. It's one of two. It, it's like, one of two. It's either the Bills or the Bucks. But yeah, probably the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I personally feel yeah. like anybody you ask that question is gonna say the Bucks, and it's just so the, what a fucking two, surprise. Tom Brady is instantly lines. in the playoffs. What a fucking joke. The two highest lines. He could have just came out of retirement last right week of the year. So we got the Bills. Those are the two highest, though. The Bills at minus 225. A lot of other stuff in the plus or minus 100. And then the Bucks at minus 300. So those are the clear favorites. The next highest one would be the Packers. Here's my fucking bet for you. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm literally going to make this bet today after we're looking at this. I'm betting the Vikings to win the NFC one. Plus 265, we have the Bears and the Lions, who I don't even view as having a shot in that division. And then we have the Packers, who, like, yeah, I get that they're the favorites, but, like, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, first year without Devontae Adams. I think Tunyon's coming back from, like, a surgery. He's going to miss a little while. Like, what, Alan Lazard's the number one? Like, I don't think it's crazy. The Vikings lost a bunch of games by, like, single digits last year. I think the Vikings have a really talented team. If they're staying healthy and Dalvin and Thielen and Jefferson, like I think that's one of the best odds here is for a team that's plus odds. Another team's clearly favored over them to win the division. I like that a lot. Plus 265 for the Vikings. Like, come on. Regardless how you feel about the Saints, like I feel like the Vikings have a way close odds with the Saints there. Plus 265, plus 360. And Vikings have a way better shot to win the division, in my opinion. I think the Vikings should be favorited to win the division, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, you should be making that bet, too, then. That's a that's a lock of a bet right there. Do you think the Vikings should be favored to win it? Yeah. Trying to see if there's anything else good. Bengals at plus 190 is interesting. Mm. Ravens plus 160, Bengals plus 190. See, I just like what's catching my eye in here is if there's any division where I think two of the teams have no chance to win it, and I think the other two have, like, kind of even chances. I like the team with higher odds. Like, I'd say the Ravens and the Bengals are both a deep piece in that because they're plus odds, whichever one you like, mainly because I don't see a scenario where the Browns or the Steelers win the division. No. Um, what are the Colts? Are they favorited? I would I bet am. on that. Are the Colts favorited? No, Colts are my – Colts, yeah, Colts are minus 125. I think that's probably about correct. I wouldn't yeah. feel super comfortable doing the Titans. I mean, again, this is another one. Like, Texans and Jags aren't going to win it, but I don't. there's nothing I love about the Titans right now. AFC West is just a fucking, like, bet whoever you like. They're all plus odds. Like, if literally any one of those teams could win it. Yeah. I wouldn't hate betting on the Raiders if someone's betting on the Raiders. I don't know. That's crazy. I I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it just because that's one where I feel like I have the worst odds. Like, I want to bet on ones like NFC East and AFC West. I'm not betting on that because, like, who fucking knows what's going to happen in those. I guess this is most likely to be Eagles and Cowboys, but, like, still, we always see how that goes. They're probably all going to be within, like, two games of each other when it's all said and done. So, like, I don't want to bet ones where I have to decide, like, which of the four teams is going to win it. I mean, the ones where I'm like, it is one of these two winning it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just pumped for football. I'm sick of... I don't even want to see preseason. Just get the fucking regular season. Just scratch the preseason. I've been talking about this with the NFL. Just get the fuck out of there. Rams being plus odds is pretty wild. I guess that's because they have three good teams in their divisions. Could be Cardinals or Rams. Or Cardinals or 49ers. But I'm surprised Rams are plus odds. I'm pretty sure they're a favorite to win the Super Bowl. And they're plus odds to win their division. That seems like a pretty good one, too. Yeah. 
this is my first time looking through this. All right, Vikings are my favorite bet. Yeah, the Rams Plus are not. Rams got there. You don't like the Rams? Um, You don't like the Rams bet? I feel like that plus 125, like plus odds for what's probably the best roster in the league. Oh, yeah. No, I think they'll win their division probably, but I don't know if they're going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking to win the division. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Plus odds surprises me. Like Rams, I think, is a good bet. Vikings is by far the best one for me. And then what was the other one we said? I don't mind Ravens or Bengals. I think Bills. Yeah. I think Bills is like, if you're just trying to put the safest bet in the world and feel good about it, you're getting better odds on minus two twenty five for them than the Bucks. I guess the Bills is an incredibly safe one to me. Like probably the safest bet here, but I don't usually bet minus two hundred things. <laughs> yeah. But still, that's like I think that's probably the safest thing to bet out of anything, uh, any of the division winners at least. Like looking at that. Yeah, probably right, brother. I just uh, want to bet on a football right. game, not a future. But yeah, I hear you. Uh, Say it again. I said, yeah, I'm just pumped to bet on a football game, not really a future. Oh, me, me too. But yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do some futures though, not any big ones, but some. I didn't do any last year. Yeah, I'll probably do some too. I'm gonna bet the. I don't know what it's at, but I'll probably bet the Cowboys under wins because there's a shitload of Cowboys fans, so I'm sure people bet the over and it gets more juiced. Anytime there's a bunch of people are betting something, one side super juiced, so I'll probably just bet the under on the Cowboys wins. I think the division will be a bloodbath. Looks like I'll bet the over on the Vikings. Yeah. What's good? You're coming to Killingworth tomorrow? Yeah, I got a... Uh, my buddy from college, E-Rock, like big, big dude. Um, his, he's got a stag party tonight. Never been to a stag party before. I guess it's just like a, a bachelor party, but more of like a one night, like you pay, you pay like $35 and it's like an open bar and they do like raffles. It's kind of like a fundraiser for the wedding. It's all guys. So like that's in Southington tonight. So I'm probably going to sleep at like T-wise, but then tomorrow I got a wedding in Glastonbury for Lisa's family. So probably just going to chill in Killingworth for a few hours, like until like later in the day until I go to that. Word. But yeah, I don't have to work tomorrow yeah, until you... uh, like four or five. So. Oh yeah. Ra- yeah. If you're around and I can probably stop yeah, by and say see what's what, up. See you. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if Duke and Chu will be working. Maybe they're doing Da Vinci shifts, so maybe they don't go in until like noon or three or something. Maybe we could all meet up for a little. All right, let me know. Yeah, but I'll hit you up tomorrow either way. All right, good catching up. See you, brother. Yes, sir. Later, brother. Peace. Richie Dingbat. So much to catch up on when you don't come in and pod for 10 days. A lot of old news. Because there's just constantly new news. It's usually not great. I uh, did a little more than I thought I would today. Rich had a good amount of time watching the open. and it's supposed to be a nice day out today. Not as humid and hot. It's been real hot drought season up here right now. It seems like they're trying to grow anything. Which... Been trying to clean up and grow some flowers and 
do some random things to somewhat try and make me feel better about pretty much all these things that I'm bringing me down. And I think in general, people either hide from those things or don't just refuse to talk about those things or it's not happening to me, so who cares or whatever the reasons are. Um, I think it's different for everybody and I'm grateful to have met somebody that is similar thinking about a lot of these things that I feel and go through and I think that's all you can ask for in such a crazy world today where there's so many people and so many things happening not only in the sports world but everywhere um everyone's got an opinion or a take or a view on it which is warranted and at this point it's tough to keep up on because i think the main problem and i've discussed this before is people really aren't willing to change their opinion about a lot of things Even in various ways. You know, I think of my dislike towards Tom Brady and my constant, my friends giving me some heat on Tom Brady. It's like, I can recognize that Tom Brady is obviously a great player. Like, that's something I'm not going to come in here and say Tom Brady is not a great football player. Um... But I don't think it's crazy to say that he's not the best player we've ever seen play quarterback all time, regardless of how many rings or wins or whatever the accolades he has, which are obviously first in every category. So I think there's abilities to change the way you see things. Um, I think a lot of people are just said I'm not really willing to change their ways and I just do think that that's one of the dumbest things like if you think something at the age of 18 and then still think that at the age of 48 like that's dumb to me and I think that's the real root of the problem we're in right now not only with all this stuff going on but obviously social media really blown off the portion of how things have changed in sports obviously things have changed with social media and obviously time has altered that, like Rich is saying. You can't let the time, you know, change of times not change how you're looking and seeing and viewing things. So, been trying to do more of that, been trying to kind of grind back into seeing what's out there and just watching and enjoying what I like to do and have passion for and sports related, try to talk as much sports and spread as much happiness and joy as I can, um, be a good person and spread love. That's all, that's all I've really been able to do in general. Um, always kind of felt like that and just recently it's been tough for me with all that stuff outside noise going on sports non-sports related to come in and kind of talk about that um i'm trying more and more to kind of get back to being able to do that and have passion to be able to
get my feelings and emotions out there about sports or sports topics or non-sports topics, life-related, whatever it is. Uh, Much love for everybody that checks in on me and comes through and touches up on some of the stuff we're talking about here on the podcast. Catch you all next time here on the Sega Station.